It's another Saturday morning time for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Jack, good morning, and it's hard to believe St. Patrick's Day is almost here. Yes, and that's just what I'm going to talk about today. As a matter of fact, being 100% Irish, I'm of the opinion it ought to be a national holiday. But the most important thing today will resolve is what do you have with corned beef and cabbage? A national holiday. But the most important thing today will resolve is what do you have with corned beef and cabbage? Well, to start out with, corned beef and cabbage is an American invention. When I first started to go to Ireland 50-some years ago, you couldn't find corned beef and cabbage anywhere. Now, of course, it's almost a national dish. And the reason was when the first Irish immigrants came to this country, most of them came to New York originally, and they liked cabbage and beef. And the only kind of beef where they could find a, a brisket of beef was at a Jewish delicatessen where they had corned beef. So corned beef and cabbage became a very popular Irish dish in this country, and now it's popular in Ireland as well. And it's an interesting dish because... Uh, corned beef is a, a little on the salty side. Cabbage is an unusual vegetable to pair with. And, you know, they usually have potatoes with the corned beef and cabbage. I'd suggest uh, something like a Riesling or a Pinot Grigio would go very well. Also an Alberino from Spain. Our three white wines, Riesling, Pinot Grigio, and Alberino from Spain that would go very nicely with corned beef and cabbage. Although I have a friend that drinks nothing but Pinot Noir with it and raves about it. But that isn't the only dish they have in Ireland. They have a wonderful mutton stew. Now, mutton is a full-grown sheep. And, you know, in Ireland being a poor country, uh, they seldom would offer up a lamb because they could get three or four seasons of wool out of that lamb to sell, so they'd have mutton. And mutton is just a strong flavor of lamb, and it's really a very pleasant stew, in my opinion, mutton stew. It, it has a, a robust flavor, and I'd have something robust with it, like a good uh, red Bordeaux. My, one of my favorites is Melange, and it's just great with that. Uh, of course, the Irish and the English fight over the origin of bangers and mash. Bangers and mash are sausages with mashed potatoes. And whoever invented them, whether it was the Irish or the British, they're very popular both in Ireland and in uh, England as well. The same with shepherd's pie. And we talk about shepherd's pie the day after Thanksgiving always. Uh, we make one out of the turkey leftovers. But... Uh, shepherd's pie in Ireland is usually beef stew that's topped up with mashed potatoes and then baked in the oven. And with that shepherd's pie, something that's kind of good and most people don't know much about it is vino verde. It's a little green wine from uh, Portugal, and it goes very, very well with that. Also, again, uh, a good Pinot Noir like Provinera would be perfect with that shepherd's pie. The Irish, as far as food goes, uh, really somewhat, are somewhat bland. You don't see a lot of things. Fish and chips is probably the most popular thing in all of Ireland. Uh, but like I say, they do a fine job with stews, etc. 
In fact, I had a stew once that was made with Guinness Stout, and it was quite delicious. You can probably Google a recipe, but putting that Guinness Stout in there was just good. You know, the Irish have had an awful lot to do with uh, the spirits business throughout the world, and and that always surprises people. uh, Ireland is a big consumer of Bordeaux, and while they don't have uh, any vineyards in Ireland, well, they have them now, but they didn't have them initially, and the ones now are kind of small, not really big commercial ones. But the the Emerald Isle has supplied Leoville Barton, Leoville Escache, Chateau Lynch Bage, Chalon Segur, Pichon Longville, Pichon Lalande, are all great, great wines from Bordeaux that were founded by Irish people. Lynch Bage being one of my all time favorites was founded by Lynch and his good friend Bosch, and they produce a wonderful Pouillac that I think rivals Chateau Lafitte. It's very, very good. The Irish have influenced a lot in the United States as well. You know, pre-Prohibition in this country, Irish whiskey outsold Scotch whiskey by about 50, maybe even 100 to 1. Scotch whiskey was unheard of. But come repeal, Joe Kennedy, President Kennedy's father, had three boatloads of Scotch whiskey in New York Harbor to be shipped in the minute Prohibition was over, which was in 1934. And all of a sudden, everybody drank Scotch whiskey, and Irish whiskey fell by the boards. Well, in the last 15, 20 years, Irish whiskey has made an incredible comeback and again it's getting very popular and people like it It, it's a a wonderful uh, whiskey in fact whiskey is a gaelic irish word it comes from uskaba and that's water of life and so they've even named whiskey the irish and faith and begora what a thing they've done but anyhow another thing that the irish did and it revolutionized really Uh, the spirits business in many ways, is when they came up with Irish cream liqueur. The first one was Bailey's. It changed the whole liqueur business. And uh, all of a sudden it went from nowhere to one of the most popular alcohol beverages. There are Bailey's Irish cream. Now there's a hundred imitators of uh, Bailey's Irish cream. And they really... Uh, do kind of those cream liqueurs are a, a complete renovation of the whole uh, cordial business, if you will. What used to be popular like Kahlua, Tia Maria, Benedictine, Drambuie, not that they're not still popular, but they're not anywhere near as popular as cream liqueurs. They really swept the thing. And then, of course, the Irish were responsible for Irish coffee. And again, it's like bangers and mash. There's two claimants to the invention. A restaurant in San Francisco called Buena Vista claims they were one of the very first in the world, and certainly they did a lot to popularize it. However, the real fact of the matter is Irish coffee was invented at Shannon Airport at the bar there. The Every plane coming from Europe, or coming from the United States and going to Europe up until maybe 50 years ago, had to stop at Shannon because those propeller planes at the time did not have the capacity to go all the way to Europe, so they would refuel 
in Shannon, and then go on to Amsterdam, <coughs> pardon me, Paris, Rome, wherever. And one time a plane load got stuck, and the guy made everybody a little Irish coffee to tide them over, and then it became very popular from that original in uh, Shannon Airport. In fact, I used to know the name of the bartender. I can't remember it anymore. But anyhow, Irish food and Irish drink is certainly more than a seven-course meal. In fact, many, many years ago, we as a joke prepared a seven-course Irish meal where we took a six-pack and put a potato with it and uh, offered that up as a seven-course meal from Ireland. And it was all in good fun, of course, but uh, we did sell a lot of them. But the Irish whiskeys are just something that you really want to take a look at. They are very flavorful, and if you like brown spirits, you're going to absolutely love, in my opinion, Irish whiskey. It's really just terrific. Uh, Of course, no mention of spirits from Ireland would be complete without talking a little bit about Guinness. Guinness is one of the most popular uh, lagers in the entire world, beers, and uh, the Guinness family started that brewery almost 500 years ago. It's just incredible how, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 400 years ago. And uh, it is just a remarkable, remarkable thing. And if you get ever to Dublin, one of the must places to visit is Guinness uh, Brewery. Cause, and they, they handle, I think if I'm not mistaken, close to 30,000 people a month come to Guinness uh, in Dublin's fair city to taste and enjoy uh, that Guinness stout. And black and tan is another popular thing. It's stout poured over ale, and it's a very popular drink. And whether your favorite is Bushmills or Jameson, uh, whatever kind of whiskey, if you have not tried it, try it. And there's uh, a local fellow uh, that has gotten very active in the Irish whiskey business, and their whiskey is really good, too. And, you know, it's amazing that the folks in Ireland have become big wine drinkers. In the last 20 years, the sales of wine in Ireland have gone up over 10 times. It's just unbelievable how popular it's become. And uh, uh, there's a good reason for that. They're becoming more sophisticated they aren't as poor as they were, you know, many years ago. Ireland was a third world country uh, with European ties, and then you know it became all of a sudden the, the Silicon Village of all of Europe, and affluence followed. <clears throat> affluence followed, uh, good wines followed, and they drink a lot of good wines in Ireland too. And as I said, they not only drink them, they absolutely. Uh, founded some great vineyards. In fact, one of the great vineyards in California, Kincannon, was founded by the Kincannon family who were from Ireland and sponsored by the Archbishop of Mexico, of all places, and sent up north to uh, grow some decent wine for the Mexican Archbishop, and and Kincannon Winery was thus, thus born. And, you know, when you talk about food from Ireland, like I said, it's not all corned beef and cabbage. Irish salmon, in my opinion, is some of the best salmon in the entire world. And if you're having Irish salmon and you put it on the grill, 
absolutely terrific with a uh, an American Pinot Noir. And if I were up to it, I would try it with an Oregon Pinot Noir from Willamette Valley. Uh, that is just a marriage made in heaven. And you could finish off your meal with a little coffee and Bailey's Irish Cream, kind of a different way of having Irish coffee, but nonetheless delicious. So I think you can see that the Irish are little more than a six-pack and a potato. They've become very, very sophisticated. They have contributed greatly around the world in many areas. As a matter of fact, the very top of the Arc de Triomphe has all the marshals of France under Napoleon, and believe it or not, four of them were from Ireland. As Winston Churchill said, the Irish are a funny lot of people. They don't bloom well on their own soil. And, of course, might have had something to do with the fact that the English had sort of stepped on their throat most of the time and didn't let them bloom very well. But the Irish have contributed absolutely greatly to the overall wine and spirits picture of the entire globe. And when you go out this coming Thursday and are celebrating St. Patrick's Day, whether you're having fish and chips or corned beef and cabbage or bangers and mash, have a glass of wine, and here's to the Irish. All right, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Now, if you're going to be doing some celebrating uh, and you want to pick up some supplies, Haskell's is the place to visit. Indeed, Denny. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine, and they love to pair wine with food, and they're bloody good at it, too, I might add. And so if whether you're going to have corned beef and cabbage or fish and chips, stop in and let the folks at Haskell's help you pick a wine. And you know what? They'll help you pick a wine that will not break the bank. It'll be affordable. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine, whether it's for St. Patrick's Day or just any day. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington. There's one in Excelsior. Haskell's in Fairball right off at 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed, 20,000 square feet. In downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com, and it'll take you through the vineyards of the world at our website. And don't forget, the folks at Haskell's do deliver. Absolutely. Happy St. Patrick's Day coming up, Jack, and let's talk next week. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that, and happy St. Patrick's Day to you as well. (laughs) Jack Farrell from Haskell. Now, in the 8 o'clock hour, get those uh, lawn and garden questions ready. Uh, Mary Myra will be with us next hour, so get them ready here. News Talk 830 WCCO.